This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 14, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Obama administration official Gene Sperling argues that sequestration will mean an end to three-quarters of a million jobs. More than that, he says every independent economist agrees. Richard Ron, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, begs to differ. Here's the quote from Gene Sperling uh, on ABC's This Week. Every independent economist agrees it is going to cost our economy 750,000 jobs as our economy has a chance to take off. He's talking about sequestration, which is, again, for almost uh, every part of government, not a real cut in any uh, meaningful way. It is a, a reduction in budget increases. Pentagon and a couple other departments have taken actual cuts. But again, this is uh, should be understood as uh, a tiny cut in uh, an overall large increase in federal spending. I would argue that no responsible economist would argue it's going to cost jobs at all. You can argue that the sequester will reduce the growth in government employment by a small amount, but you'll more than make up for it in the growth in the private employment. We look what's happened since 2007. Right now, we have 3 million fewer Americans at work than there were in 2007. The real federal budget has grown by more than 25%. That's inflation adjusted since that time. According to Keynesian theory, we should be at full employment now. In fact, the administration's own forecast would have us with an unemployment rate of less than 6%. None of that happened because they're using outmoded theories. Uh, the empirical evidence does not support them. The classical Austrian school economists have been much more on the mark. And we know there is a negative correlation between the growth in government and job creation. The U.S. government is well beyond the optimum size. So every time we increase the size of the federal government, we actually reduce the number of jobs and vice versa. You can go back and look at the data since 1908, and you find this to be true. Um, the federal government peaked out its growth as a percentage of GDP, which is the number you really want to look at, in 2010. And it's dropped slightly since then. It's still far above where it was in 2007. But we've had some job growth, and job growth tends to be picking up some now, uh, because of actual this reduction in the size of government relative to the whole economy. Um, <clears throat> the, to understand what happens, uh, you have a pie. And the more of the pie the government takes, the less the pie there is for the private sector. We know the private sector is far more efficient than the government sector. So as the government pie grows, you have less employment, less economic growth uh, in the private sector. And so the theoretical best you can do is put one government job in as a replacement for a private sector job. That's assuming there's no fiction that the, private, the government sector is as well-managed as the private sector. Of course, in reality, that doesn't happen. So what we have done is gained a few federal government jobs 
and lost many private sector jobs. So when you say the pie, though, I think it's, it's important to understand you're not just talking about money. You're talking about productive resources that money yeah. buys. I mean, you have each year, you have a GDP. <clears throat> and, of course, the change in GDP is affected by things like taxes and regulation and so forth. But the government spending, that is the share of the pie that it takes in any year. And back in 2007, the federal government took about 19% of that pie. It went up to uh, 25%. And the last three years, it slowly slid back to a little over 22%. So since it's been shrinking as a share of the pie, we've had some jo job growth but not enough. If we got the share of the pie back down to 19%, you would see major job growth and full employment again. Now, there's this other element of what Gene Sperling has said, is he's referring to what he calls every independent economist. And I don't know what he means by that exactly, but presumably he means uh, people who are not paid for their opinions in particular. Perhaps that's what he's referring to. What do you what do you think he's talking about? Well, I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, there's a number of the Keynesian economists and often university economists who are on the public payroll. Uh, to me, an independent economist would be one who doesn't rely on government for their salaries. And so all of these various government economists, and uh, it even includes many university economists, many of them are indeed independent, and of course will agree with me. I think that the majority of Nobel Prize winners, uh, as far as I know, take my position on this, or I take their position, one or the other. Uh, but it's what I'm talking about is classical economics. What they're talking about is Keynesian economics, which is failed every time it's been tried since Keynes wrote his book. Richard Ron is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.